It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. All right, today we're going to take a look at a pitch deck from Can Farm, Local Solutions Global Impact. To help us do that, Katrina Glogowski, angel investor and attorney. Thanks for being on The Talking Hedge. Thanks, Josh. So Can Farm, they help people maintain optimal health, wellness in a sustainable way. We're going to grate these guys on uh, our seven tips to a successful investment deck. Number one, are they going to identify the business plan goals? Number two, do they know the investor audience? Three, are they going to understand the market or at least tell us that they do? Four, we're looking for identifying needs and roadblocks. Five, what is their secret sauce? Number six, will they introduce the team and products? And number seven, are they going to create a summary with a call to action? Let's find out. So can farm global human health is declining. Um, so it kind of goes into uh, two, four, six, eight bullet points. I would probably keep that, you know, at about three, if that maybe a little infographic so that I don't have to read anything. And <laughs> the uh, presenter would then, you know, give these, these uh, points. So um, I think this is the problem statement that the global human health is is declining and that um, they need to provide tools to manage their own health, but affordable ones. I'm assuming that's what they're going to be getting to. Let's see. All right. A unique approach to sustainable wellness. So this is the solution statement that they are a highly innovative impact company bringing differentiated botanical products to health, wellness, and medical markets based on medicinal plant traditionally used by ancient civilizations. Um, so they propose their solution here. Again, I would probably have like a little infographic down here um, that has like maybe a little map of Peru, um, you know, a little science thing. Um, again, these are all, words are great. Uh, I think infographics are gonna tell a story a little bit better uh, than this paragraph. It is a little busy, but interestingly, they are proposing to sell over the counter. Uh, I don't know if you can sell cannabis over the counter in Peru. I'm going to assume they know what they're doing, <laughs> but you know, yeah, let's see. Let's, let's hope that they know. So they have a focused approach. They have target markets, countries with regulation, allowing for direct sales. That's online MLM, herbal medicine and CBD and cannabis. So, when looking at priority markets, they're kind of clumping the UK, Germany, and the US and looking at a $44 billion estimate by 2024. For them, they have a natural geographic position with Peru, Brazil, and Mexico. Uh, it's only 277 million by comparison. Uh, we're all waiting for the day that you can sell cannabis online and, and have it show up at your house. Uh, again, maybe that's a uniquely Peruvian thing. Um, and selling CBD online is also very, uh, very difficult uh, because of payment processing. So let's see what their model is. Maybe Peru is the place to go to uh, get cannabis uh, online. Yeah, this uh, 277 million, that's about um, 10 business days in California, cannabis adult rec sales. Yeah, not, not very big. <laughs> um, so their target market is millennials and baby boomers. And they're gonna use direct sales 
online, multi-level marketing, drugstores, pharmacies, basically everything. Okay. What's their product, Josh? Uh, we're on slide uh, seven, eight. I uh, don't know what their product is yet. Yeah, so far it's just been kind of um, promoting cannabis in general. So we'll kind of see what Can Farm is and if they're going to let us know what their products are. Um, they're talking now about the Andes Mountains and uh, additional development of medicinal plants in India and access to other regions in Asia. <clears throat> so the timeline for opportunity. Um, I don't know if there's a better way to, to make this more of an infographic. It is pretty cluttered. I mean, it's great. There's a lot of things going on. Um, so partnership with natural wellness retail launch of uh, impact CBD in the US ingredient sales in Brazil. So a lot of progress. Interesting. So they have some competitive advantages here um, on a slide eight of 26. So competitive advantages being of the climate and um, regulation. Cost of goods sold. I like that. I, I like that. Yeah. Some more competitive advantages. But so again, competitive advantages for what? like location or, or your products um, still haven't gotten there yet? Uh, I just saw uh, organic bananas as one of their products. Uh, I'm, I'm a little confused there. <laughs> so their vision, uh, we get to slide 10 here out of 26. Their vision, is, which should be on like slide two, I guess, or one, um, through their portfolio products derived from medicinal plants, they generate a positive impact on the health and wellness of millions of people worldwide. Their purpose is to help people maintain optimal health and wellness. Okay, I still, I still don't understand their product. I still don't know what they're doing. Yeah, that's what everybody in this industry is doing. So how, you know, like, what are you doing? This is slide 10 here. Still don't know what you're doing. Ah, finally, maybe we got some products. So a focus rollout in Peru, looks like they have successful registration of cannabis products, um, commercial agreements in place. So yeah, this is what you need to lead on like with slide like two, let us know what you're doing first. Cause you know, getting halfway through there, you're gonna lose a lot of people before you even get to this slide. Um, uh, and this appears to be uh, oils, um, CBD and THC oils. So finally, um, Okay, we got something. All right, so some projections and numbers here. Registered patients, uh, total addressable market. Um, so still not giving um, like what they want to, what they're going to be. Revenue per patient, $300 per year. Okay. Uh, that might be because of the exchange rate. Yeah, it's just a much different market too down there. Um, First mover advantages in Peru. So first and only fully licensed cannabis company for cannabis cultivation and manufacturing license. You waited until slide 13 to say that? <laughs> Come on. Like if you're the first and only fully licensed cannabis company, that should literally be on slide one. Uh, yeah. Because um, I didn't know what you did until now and we're halfway through. Yeah, I know, literally halfway through the pitch deck to find out that they're a cannabis company and they're the only one licensed in Peru. Um, okay. 
Let's keep going, Josh. Yeah, let's, let's maybe uh, we'll learn some more stuff. Cannabis genetics to be imported from Colombia, functional pharmaceutical manufacturing facility. Um, yeah, well, it looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. I remember this now. I remember that the the pictures of their farm. I I remember this. Yeah, this looks uh, looks good. So mm -hmm. they have hemp farming that has been granted in November of 2019 cannabis derived products granted May of 2020 and they have 20 registered cannabis genetics in Columbia Agriculture Authority first stage of production is under design yeah this is what they should have started off with is all this mm -hmm. um, impact farming Sponsored in part by the first documentary about cannabis in Peru, launched 420. Um, okay. I probably put this in the appendix. Doesn't need to be in the main slide. Uh, Can Farm, ready, active business partners. Boom, there you go. That's Great. What are you doing with Clever Leaves? Yeah. Um, right. Are you Clever sharing genetics? Type. Are you providing them product? What are you doing with Clever Leafs? I think it's nice that they have these partners. Uh, we know these partners and it, and it gives credibility to their brand, but we don't know what the partnership is. Absolutely. Yeah. Clever Leafs, huge company in Colombia, a lot of clout, a lot of access to uh, the European markets through Canada, or at least they did. Um, strong international local network. So they mention... Um, some media companies but not really like how they're working with them so i'm not really sure why they're on here yeah some of these companies are pay to play to speak yeah, um absolutely. so okay uh so we get to their team slide 20 get to their team um some other advisors here. Shared X is a farming company founded by impact investing principles to incorporate social indicators. I, I like this. I, I like that they want to do, you know, fair trade farming. That That's great. I don't think they need this uh, busy slide. Uh, and I have no idea why the World Wildlife Fund is, is mentioned in connection with uh, a cannabis business. Yeah, this kind of came out of nowhere. So if if this is kind of a, a philanthropic nonprofit or something, I would maybe put this in the appendix, um, the kind of feel good, whatever. It's not really part of the business plan. Um, and if it is, then, then maybe highlight that a little bit more. I'm not sure. I find this, this slide very confusing. Uh, they're a Peruvian farm company why do they reference the usda organic certification yeah. what does that have to do with a, a peruvian farmer i i don't know i don't know what the world wildlife fund has to do with a cannabis company in peru I, this is just confusing me do you donate 10 percent of your pro profits to world wildlife fund i, I don't know right. um, let's keep moving josh yep so uh, pictures of their shared X projects and financial models. So revenues of uh, 500,000. I'm assuming this is not in millions because I don't have any indicator. 
and I'm assuming that it's in US dollars, although that's a terrible assumption. <laughs> So I don't know really what I'm looking at here, but um, the number revenues of going from 500,000 to 49 million in five years. If they're the only one, that's possible. If you can sell online, that's possible. Um, not on I, a Peruvian budget, you're not getting $49.9 million. So tell me, are you getting to Canada? Because I didn't see that anywhere. It, yeah. Uh, well, maybe that's their partnership with Clever Leaps. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So oh, a raise. Yay. Looking for 5 million us uh, for series B with a pre-money valuation at 25 million, like, woo, maybe in 2018, that pre-money valuation is rough right now with uh, investors trying to pitch them that you're worth 25 million without making any sales. Uh, you better back that up with property plant and equipment. That's well, deep. we did see a slide of their farm and we did see people in, um, in uh, lab coats. So maybe they are uh, operational. They did show us a product. I, I don't remember seeing um, actual sales except for the last slide um, that they had income. So I assume that there's sales, but I don't know what those sales were. Was it THC or CBD? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Clever Leaves had a first mover advantages and lost that fairly quickly. So for someone to come in and look at a $25 million pre-money valuation for Can Farm, it's not, it's not going to um, create FOMO. It's not going to have somebody no. whip out their checkbook really fast and go, oh, I got to buy this now. Mm -hmm. uh, unlike the housing market where people are buying stuff sight unseen, this is not going to be one of those deals um, you're just going to have to explain why you're better than Clever Leaves or some of these other folks in, in Colombia. Um, I, I realize they're in Peru, but if someone's looking in Latin America, why are they going to look at you first? Right. So closing summary, highly innovative uh, impact company bringing differentiated botanical products to health, wellness, medical markets based on medicinal plants. So yeah, maybe leading with that as your mission or vision statement so that we can kind of understand this Project X thing towards the bottom that seemed like it came out of nowhere. Um, they have several competitive advantages. Uh, definitely want to lead with the fact that you're the one and only person with a, a license uh, and not wait until slide 13 out of 26. That's crazy. They have a 90% production cost advantage compared to North America. You might want to lead with that too. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're GMP certified lab uh, is also very important. When uh, I bring up it, Puerto Rico and other places, people automatically assume it's not GMP, that it's like this third world area, you know, when that's where big pharma was housed for so long with the United States. So whether it's Colombia or, or Peru, um, adding that GMP is going to give peace of mind. Agreed, uh, because that's an international standard note that everybody can can uh, understand. Uh, Josh, I, I don't even want to go through the seven tips here. Um, I would rather spend our time giving some constructive feedback. Uh, I think your pitch deck is too long. I think it's too busy. Uh, as you said, Josh, uh, there's way too much text and some infographics would, would give this uh, um, a, a little bit more panache. Uh, you could theoretically cut the first 10 pages out of this pitch deck. 
because your message is lost. And it took, I think, page 13 before we even realized that you are a cannabis company. Uh, why are you talking to me about organic bananas? And why are you talking to me about the World Wildlife Fund? I would come out of the gate and say, we are the first and possibly at this time, the time of this pitch deck only uh, licensed cannabis producer in Peru. I would just come out of the gate with that. Uh, and then I would drive that home. Market dominance, cost of goods sold, competitive advantages. Number one, there's no competition if you really are the first and only. Um, and then I would spend some time fleshing out your distribution. I can only assume that your partnership with some of these companies that you mentioned, um, some of the other big players in Latin America is for distribution. Um, and so I would flesh that out a little bit. I would spend some time um, explaining to us what the relationship is. And if it is solely that you are getting your genetics from Colombia, that is not really a partnership. You are a customer of these other companies. And you did not give the investor enough information to decide what to do. Uh, and then the last thing is your financials. I applaud, I, I applaud the inclusion of financials. Uh, I, I really do. Um, but I don't know if we're talking about US dollars or Peruvian dollars. And you are seeking a US investor and you never once indicated the benefits or the risks of a US investor investing in a Peruvian cannabis company. Are there tax advantages? Are there drawbacks? How do I get my money out? Am I legally allowed to own this company, own shares of this company? Uh, as we see in Washington, there's a lot of prohibitions about uh, external money coming in. So a little slide of info slide about that. And that one can be text heavy because it's just gonna be a disclaimer of sorts. Uh, but other than that, I like the, I, I like the logo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, if, if you give somebody this deck, most investors aren't gonna make it to slide 15 to find out what, what you do. Um, so. Yeah, all good advice. I think it's a, a great opportunity that this company has, um, but this deck is going to need to be revamped in order to find what that opportunity is. It is a, a diamond in a, in a mine and it needs to be <laughs> cleaned off a little bit. Like you said, get rid of the first like 10 slides or whatever, get to the meat and potatoes of it. Um, you reduce the text heaviness of it. So you're going to have to get some infographics and, uh, and clean that up a little bit. I think there's a lot to offer there. Um, especially considering your pre-money, you're going to have to clean this up um, and, and make it just shine the, the competitive advantages that you have. So as well, that's our uh, advice. That's what we're going to leave it with. So let's roll this one up. I want to thank my guest, Katrina Glogowski, angel investor and attorney. Thanks again for being on the talking hedge. Thanks, Josh. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.